right. Hey, everybody. David Plummer. Michael Ferguson. Uh, we own a company called Aerial Influence, where we deal with drones for you know enterprise purposes, so for like police, search and rescue, that sort of thing. But we also work a lot with agricultural drones. And, yep. You know, we assume because you're here, that's something you're interested in as well, because we get questions from people every day about agricultural drones. So we wanted to do another one of these podcasts. We did one uh, yeah. a while back, or we've done several of them actually. Yeah. Uh, but we wanted to do it today. I know you've got several things you wanted to go through, or a few. Things, a few things. A few things yeah. you wanted yeah. to go through. No, just it's it's I I jot stuff down from time to time when we get you know questions. You know, same question over and over yeah. again. Um, and I feel like I've got a lit maybe a little bit of insight um, based on what we're doing. But yeah. um, so <clears throat> the time frame that we're kind of looking at to get your one thirty seven, basically. I think the FAA wants to get it in 120 days. Now, yeah. with that said, back in 2018, uh, 2019, we got one in 87 days, 92 days. Now those were under 55. Mm -hmm. And then COVID hit. Yeah. We had, uh, I think we lost one of our interim FAA uh, people, uh, um, uh, Cho. Oh yeah, uh, and yeah. then we now just recently lost uh, the another one. Yeah. So we're going to be getting another inter interim uh, FAA administrator. Yeah. But so with that said, you know we had to wait you know 465 days to get our over 55. This is the longest um, 465 days ever. Right, <laughs> right. We were so eager. But with that said, we had helped uh, somebody else. Probably we got their our petition in a year before we helped them. They've gotten their petitions already. Uh, we worked on another one, uh, got their stuff in the beginning of this year, and they've already asked for a request for information. So that's also a good sign. Yeah. Um, the other thing we're hearing too is that there could be about four to six hundred uh, petitions Ooh. in in the queue. Holy now, God. again, I don't think all of those are going to be written the way the FAA wants, so they're going to probably be send them back. Uh, and say, hey, you know, so of that four, four to 600, how many are really going to be going through? But with that said, I mean, some people think that there might be a backlog because of that. But the fact that we've been working with someone and they've already gotten a request for information, um, I do think it's still kind of coming along. So yeah, it's a good thing. Yep. Uh, anything else? Let's see. Uh, the FA is going to want to see a training manual yeah like so how how if if it's my spray business how am i going to train you as a visual observer how am i going to train you if you're the pilot yeah you know all that kind of stuff um then the kind of along that same route is what are your op what do your operations look like mm -hmm. so you know how are you going to go from you get hired to a job to going to that job you know scouting the job that, all that kind of stuff so yeah. operations manual Last thing is safety manual. So they're going to want to see all this um, in addition to your petition. And the last thing I've got is uh, we, we were talking about, you know, what do people get paid on a daily basis? I did talk to someone that actually hired someone with an MG1P and he paid uh, $1,200 bucks for the day. So sometimes it's... Not bad. Yeah. I mean, sometimes it's uh, by the day. Sometimes it might be by the job. Yeah. So it, it can obviously you can you can price 
And that's that's actually really valuable information. And, and if you guys are at home and you're watching this or wherever you're at, uh, comment and let us know. <laughs> at least the audio is working so we know things yeah. are going well. But please like send us questions, uh, comments, whatever you need. Uh, it would just be nice to know that you're here. Yeah. Um, I forget where I was going now. You said that. a lot of good information. Oh, a uh, lot of valuable information yeah. there. Um, because like four to 600 people that are petitions that are in, that means a lot of people are starting to get interested in this. Yeah. Uh, a lot more people than were interested in it, you know, three or four years ago when we were sort of right starting out this whole thing. When yeah. We, nobody knew what to do at that point. Right. Now, now we know a little bit more, you know. Yeah. Right? But still, there's just tons of people. I talk to people. We talk to people every day. They'll call us. We give them an answer. They call somebody else. They give them an answer. So, you know. Uh, yeah. I mean, we think that we've got a pretty good handle on this, yeah, but uh, there are all those, you know, fine lines sometimes you can find in there that you have to, yeah, you know, you have to look at. And, and actually, you know, speaking of, you know, valuable information, hearing that he made that $1,200 is really valuable information yeah. Yeah. because how many times do we get questions on like, well, how much do I charge right, for right. this? How much do I charge for that? Yeah. And the reality is we're in the beginning of this industry and yeah. you know, nobody really knows it's the wild yeah. west. It's still the wild west, yeah. even as far now, as we've come. And, and, and you can, you can, I mean, basically you can kind of come up with a price. I mean, if it's going to be way more than what it is to do ground spraying or by plane, then people will just do that. But I, I don't always think that it's, it's, uh, it's about, you know, getting the plane in. Sometimes it's about, when can I get the plane in? Yeah. You know, or when can I get the ground sprayer in because it might be wet? So this not only gives you, you know, this kind of uh, spraying gives you kind of flexibility, you know? Yeah. Um, obviously, it's going to be much smaller than a plane, but you can, you know, if you're waiting a week for the plane, you could be flying the drone for a week, you know? Yeah, right. For the plane. So, um, but yeah, that's about, that's, that's what I've got with, with uh, the ag stuff. Okay. So. Uh, well, and we should also talk about this FAA situation just real yeah. quick. I mean, so basically, for those of you that don't know, the FAA administrator, Steve Dickinson, he resigned. It's all for personal reasons. Uh, but what we hope is that this doesn't cause any ripple effects yeah. throughout the FAA because, you Back know, anytime, well, and anytime a new person comes in yeah. to be in charge of something, they're going to make changes, you know, and, exactly. and that yeah. could slow everything up. So, Fingers crossed that that yeah. doesn't happen. But this is the second time, as you mentioned earlier, that this Yeah, is... the other one was, I think, right around the uh, the uh, presidential election. Okay. Yeah. And that was Elaine Cho, right? Yes. I believe. Yes. Yeah, yep. that's who it was. So, but All right. yeah. And... Well, make sure you guys keep uh, sending a couple questions for us. We'll keep going. We'll keep going. <laughs> um, we wanted to go through some of the questions and comments that you guys have sent in to us on our YouTube channel over the months. We're getting closer. We're getting closer to like 7,000 viewers now on our YouTube channel. So that's nice. good. Yeah. You, you know, hopefully get to Thank that. you. Yeah. Thank you for <laughs> watching us all the time. Um, first up, I wanted to do a mess. Uh, wanted to read this message from Paul Hare. I believe is how you say his last name. Okay. But he says, thanks so much, you guys. I love all the info and new stuff available to the ag industry. Thank you, Paul. We use the P4RTK for weed mapping and identification zones, et cetera, et cetera. So what we had done is we had asked people, we had done a whole podcast or a video on, you know, different ways people are using drones in different industries. Because there's right. always, you know, somebody that has a certain job all of a sudden gets a drone in their hands. They're like, oh, I can do this with yeah. it too, blah, right. blah, blah. Um, and then, yeah, he's doing, he's actually doing identification of, uh, of weeds. And then 
based on so it was, yeah he's using the RTK not the not the multispectral so yeah uh, or maybe maybe he is using the multispectral because it says zones so I'm wondering if that he means zones you know yeah or or, or he's just they're able to actually see that you know with uh, just a color yeah color image oh that that's, could be that's cool uh, Stefan. We're so happy to see you. Hey, you're, you're, you're one of our, our favorites. Uh, Heath West says, ag grown usage is about to explode. Look forward uh, to receiving my equipment quote. So awesome. this is somebody. So there's his, his uh, quote up there on the screen. So um, so that was very nice. And uh, Oh, actually, Heath, I, 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 think, I think I sent that. Let me, I'll, I'll, Heath, I'll look, look in my stuff, but I, I remember reading the, the emails and everything. I thought I sent that out. Maybe it was in a spam or something. I'll make a note. Oh, Anyways, way, to, way to cover your butt. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh my gosh. All right. So again, what we had done is ask people to give us different ways they're using drones. So that last one was interesting, uh, using it for weed mapping. Uh, this one is from Tim Campbell. He says, think, uh, says, using a thermal drone, DJI Mavic 2 Enterprise, to help find irrigation leaks saved yeah. a lot of downtime. Yeah, so, that's that's cool. Yeah, we we've heard quite a bit about that. You know, yeah. uh, the you know looking for those drain tiles and and seeing if there's you know problems. It, it should show up pretty pretty good. Yeah, I mean the temperature difference between water and the and the, the ground absolutely will yeah. show a difference. Yeah, so it's like we said, depending on what industry you're getting into. Let me switch the camera here real quick. Uh, depending on what industry you're getting into, it's all about using your imagination. It's about, you know, in a lot of ways, even though most of these industries are not creative industries, yeah, it's getting, it's being creative with the way you're going to use that oh, yeah. for yeah. either the, the current job that you have or the future job that you want to have. Yeah, right. You know, so it's interesting, interesting stuff. Um, and that Mavic 2 Enterprise. Yeah, that's a good one. For the value, for the money, it is, you can't be yeah. it. So. All right, uh, this is from DroneVic Apps. I don't know if I'm saying that last part right, but DroneVic, thank you, DroneVic. Uh, we use our M300 to find small lambs in pastures before the first mowing in the spring. A hmm. uh, big shout out for you guys here from Denmark once more. Well, thank you so much. We appreciate mm. you. We appreciate you coming yeah. back too. We see a lot of regular, you know, we're not like burning down the house with, uh, you know, people that are watching, but the no. ones that are watching are yeah. know, dedicated and they're, they're awesome. And, so. and nobody, nobody wants to get a lamb gummed up in their mower. Well, <laughs> I mean, that just, that that's just be, a mess. That would be very, very messy. Uh, here we go. Bill Cooper says, hi guys. Uh, here, I'll put it up on the screen. Hi guys. I've been, as I've been looking further and further into the whole process of drone spraying, I'm still stumped about how the chemical handling operations work. What do you say, Michael? Do the growers, he then says, do the growers supply the chemicals on site? You know, I, th I think that, uh, I, you know what, I, it, it could probably be either way. Um, I mean, I, I think, Bill, I think uh, they could have that. And then basically they could be renting, you know, your time, expertise and, and drone and you'd be spraying their product. Um, he then says, but "That's yeah, that's that's a good point." He also says, uh, "Or do I need a beefy trailer that needs to carry 400 gallons of water and chemicals?" I know people are doing that. Yeah, I, and and I do believe that there's something to be said to having that kind of like all-in-one type of jobby with you know the trailer enclosed, so you've got the generator, you've got all your equipment and everything. Um, 
but I guess it just depends on who you're getting the job with. You know, if you're working for one giant farm, then maybe they're going to supply all the stuff. Um, if you're doing a lot of different stuff, then maybe having your own stuff uh, would definitely come in handy. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. That's, it's that's, it's that's, a that's tough a, question. It's a tough question. That's a good question. And I don't know that I'm, you know, the perfect one to answer it, but uh, yeah, I tried. That's our, that's our <laughs> new slogan. Yeah. Not the perfect ones to answer that. <laughs> right, right. Well, I mean, no, the, no, but the I thing didn't. is, I mean, it, if you really think about all of this, it gets into aviation, it gets into agriculture, yeah. it gets into just business administration of like, you know, you know, hauling around all this stuff and it, it, there's a lot to it. So and it's an industry that is interesting because there's not a lot of industries where you have a chance to ask a question that's never been asked before. Yeah. That's you know true. what I'm saying? Yeah. Like yeah. there are things in this industry so that no one has thought of yet and yeah. that are still there to be discovered. So that's, that's that, part and, of what's really exciting. I yeah. Think. And that's what it, it is really cool. But yeah. Bill, that's a great question. Um, and and hopefully uh, down the line we'll have a better answer. We'll for have you a better too. answer yeah. for you. Yeah, thank you very much. Um, so this one I think we can keep it a little more broad. We're he's so uh, someone named David McKinnon says I was going to purchase a drone to service the farm sector. What type? What type should I purchase? So obviously that's a broad question. Very broad. And you know there are several ag drones. It depends on what you want to do. If you want to yeah. do mapping, which one do you want to use? I well, I'd, I'd probably say the Phantom Four RTK. Um, the multispectral is is great too, but um, lower resolution on the color side, of course. It, it, yeah, it's side. lower lower resolution, and I feel like uh, you need a couple other things in addition to it. You know, you definitely need the Terra to, Terra to process it, or some type of mapping software to process it. Um, if you want to get in sooner rather than later then maybe mapping is the right the way to go. angle because you can essentially get your 107 and uh you could start charging for mapping and you know multi-spectral or inspection anything like that um and then i would definitely work into the spraying portion because yep. not everybody is going to have a 137 and it's it's difficult to get and the drones are bigger the drones are yeah. You know, more capable. Um, they're also a little scarier because they're, they're, <laughs> they're big. Yeah. 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 But, I, you know, if, if you're wanting to get into it, think of it kind of like that. What would be the easier way to get into something in agriculture? And it most likely be um, on the mapping side and not spraying right off the bat. Or, or maybe you can look at spreading, yeah. you know, like seeds that are not, you know. Yeah. And, and people forget too. I mean, we sell enterprise drones, obviously, but people forget you can do a lot with uh, with a consumer drone. You know, mm -hmm. so anything from you know mapping, it may not be the highest level map or the most accurate map, right? But you know, mapping, field scouting. I mean, there are several things you can do with yeah. a consumer drone on the farm as well. So don't think you know Phantom Four. I right. Mean, the regular Phantom Four uh, is great. Is it's a great, great drone. mapping drone, yeah. especially. So uh, don't think you've got to spend. A million dollars yeah. to kind of get your and, foot in the door, you know. Yeah, and and the, I guess the fan of four RTK. I mean, if you have people that need uh, very specific uh, and 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 detailed and precise maps, um, then that probably would be the one to go with. But if you're just trying to learn stuff, then yeah, a consumer drone could be the know, way to go. Yeah, get, getting a mapping program for you know thirty days to try it out and that kind of stuff. Uh, that, that that you'd learn a lot. Yeah, a yeah. Lot. 
Uh, Bill Cooper uh, is back with us. And thank you, Bill, for all your questions. This is great. Um, he says, what are the primary reasons a grower would want a mapping drone? What would they do with it? You, you okay. got perfect answers for this. Well, so when I'm, when I'm saying mapping drone, and I'm also kind of uh, putting it all together with the spraying drone and everything. So uh, if you just have the Phantom 4 RTK, you can essentially map out wherever you want to spray. And it will be basically as precise as if you're doing a combine and it's self-driving tractor. So right. you're, you're basically saying exactly where everything is within this area uh, because you've mapped it and everything. And, and from there, like if it's an orchard for one thing uh, or anything that has to be kind of, you know, stop, stop and start spray, mm -hmm. the Phantom 4 RTK would be great because you can actually add like a dot right over the center of the crown of a, a tree or something. Uh, if it's um, a field, um, then maybe mapping you don't need as much. And if it's the same field, you might not need to have a mapping drone because if you have, uh, if you've have the boundaries in like maybe a shape file or something like that, you can import that into the spraying drone. So, um, that's how you, you could you could do mapping for uh, planning your spraying routes. You could use mapping and uh, multispectral to for crop health. Mm -hmm. um, and then if you're still you know if you're using DJI drones, you can actually take those zones that okay. Let's say there's three colors in the mapping, and one means this area is really affected. This area is not much affected, and this area is great. Mm -hmm. So let's say you want to hit the one that's really affected and maybe that's red you could basically take those out into a zone um make that a spraying mission and it would just spray that area alone mm -hmm. and yeah or it could spray less on the you know so there, there's a lot of things that you could do with mapping um and there's new learning. things every yeah. day every yeah. day that we're learning about yeah. um this last one elevation sort of, too you can get elevation there you go yeah. uh Kostas Belebanis says, I, I think I probably nailed that one. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Um, any idea for a replacement for the Phantom 4 RTK is coming soon? Can And then he also says, can we use a Mavic 3 for mapping? Uh, I can take this. Sure. Well, we tried the Mavic 3 that one time. So we, we were able, I was able to stitch something with Intera. Mm -hmm. But as soon as I touched it with like, you know, clicked it on the mouse, then it would just start spinning uncontrollably. Oh. So... Uh, They're still working out the, the kinks yeah. as they build it into like mapping software, basically. Right. Yeah. yeah. They, they just don't have an SDK, which is like a developer's package. So it can be yeah. used in drone deploy or something else. Uh, the Phantom 4 RTK, um, I, you know, I, I think you could say that they're always going to be innovating. Um, but we have two of these uh, RTK units, you know, the current ones that are out now. Yeah coming to us so as far as we know there's not been, in the foreseeable not, future not anytime soon and there's been yeah. rumors for i feel like it's been two years that the phantom four is going to go away at some point yeah it's just it's just a little engine that could you know? I, I mean it's just it's a great drone and, yeah yeah okay uh bill cooper says uh so this is a continuation of our last thing but as a service provider to growers but as a service provider to growers and don't have the 130 c 37 yet and want to jump in, I want to be able to pitch growers on why they need it. So why he wants to be able to tell people, why do you need, here's why you need this mapping drone. Okay. 
So, so Bill, you're wanting to do the 137 or you're just wanting to get into mapping? I don't know what we're going to get. Okay. Well, I mean, I, I think one, you know, mapping is very diverse. You can do a lot of different mapping. So well, you can do, you ortho can, mosaics. I mean, there's yeah. a lot of different things you can do with them. Yeah. Yeah. And so for a grower, um, I would say elevation. So you can see if there's maybe erosion or, you know, which way the land is sloping, that kind of stuff that, that might be of interest to some people. Yeah. Um, and that, that usually gets like color coded. Uh, you can obviously get a giant view of your map. With the Phantom um, 4 RTK, you can do, uh, oh, what's it called? The metrics where you can count like stuff that's in a pile. Oh, yeah, yeah. Volu uh, volumetrics. Volumetrics, sorry. Yeah. yeah, you could do volumetric stuff. You could do uh, measurements. You can do 3D. Uh, you can do 2D. Uh, Multispectral, I really think that could probably help the growers the best. Um, uh, and, and, and there's a little bit more into that because you need to be able to read that well and, and, and that in kind turn, of stuff. But, yeah, I mean, that's but it the is, thing. It, it's very good. I mean, because it, it, can, it, can, it can tell you. What's wrong with your crops before that you can your see eyes it. can. Yeah, yeah or exactly. at least maybe see that there's a problem. Yeah. Uh, Bill says he wants his 137, doesn't have it yet. But he says, but I was told the Q is over 600, which is what we've heard too. It's yeah. around four to six, 400 to 600. So yeah, yeah that Q is building up, which... But, is, you know, is a good thing for the industry because yeah. so many more people are now getting interested in what what's going on. Yeah. So. But I, you know, the, you know, that that's uh, that's true. But I also, you know, the fact that we just got a client helped him get it in the first of the year, and we've already heard back. Yeah. That I mean, we didn't hear back from the FAA for over a year. Yeah. You know, and that's uh, scary, but uh, right. You know, but, but that, a lot of that was COVID. So. Yeah, and I it, it completely. Yeah. But um, the I don't know. I I think they are hiring more people to look at these. Yeah. Um, but it's still going to be a process, and it's still going to probably be a you know time. Yeah. Oh, the the other thing I thought was interesting that people might find interesting. So we're helping somebody on. So like I said, that the FAA always wants to see training manual operation manual safety manual well we our our operations manual and uh training was basically kind of put in the same document yeah um and you know what we help people with is kind of like template and that kind of stuff and so it's interesting because one of our clients got back and said oh you need this manual and then he tried to say well you know it's in the operations thing yeah and they're like no we need something more separate yeah but then on our end we get it approved huh so i wonder if it depends on which so person it literally it is who looks at it uh when they look at it i mean it's all based on a um each separate uh each separate uh um petition yeah they're basically looking at each petition individually yeah and so, so just, it could be a different person that's, that's looking I mean. at yeah. individually. And I don't know that they have a, they have a basic guideline, but yeah, but that's it. So that's where uh, we're at. Bill, one more time. He says, good info. Uh, do you think the P4 multispectral will be a better entry than the RTK? So it depends if you're. Well, and, and technically they're both RTK, yeah. but um, sorry. Well, it depends on, on really what you're, what you're trying to do. I mean, yeah. you know, you're, 
The, this the, the multispectral is diverse because it does have, you know, along with the five bands, it does have a color camera on it. So right. you can you can map with it if you wanted to, yeah. uh, but it's going to be really low resolution. It's like three megapixels or something like that, yeah. I want to say. Yes, uh, three megapixels, the then basically times six. Yeah. So it, it, it essentially equals about 20 megs. You know, it's 20 megapixels on the Phantom 4R and almost about 24 or 20 megapixels on the P4. M, yeah. but it's just six uh, cameras. Uh, I feel like the RTK one is much more for planning and I, I, I use it a lot. Mm -hmm. um, the multispectral, you got to think of it more as crop health and possibly hitting those affected areas yeah. and not hitting the unaffected areas. Um, the other thing is they're that, they're just they're different, Bill. So I and, mean, they, and the P four can be used in a bunch of different industries. So yeah. you know what I'm saying. Whereas the multispectral, right. you're you're buying that for farming, like that's yeah. what you're buying it for. Whereas the P four multispectral, I mean the Phantom four RTK, I mean that's construction, uh, surveying. I mean yeah. any number of things you can use that Phantom four RTK. Right. So that's something to think about too. Uh, you know that if you're looking to branch outside of the agriculture world. Yeah. Maybe, maybe you do want to go with a Phantom 4 RTK. Right. So anyway, hope that hope that gives you guys uh, yeah. hope that gives you some good answers. And look, we're at 26 minutes. We're at our our general uh, cutoff time. Yeah. So uh, hey, thank you guys for tuning in for checking us out. We really appreciate it every week. Yeah, thank you. I spend a lot of time worrying about what we're going to talk about every week, yeah. and somehow we end up doing it. So uh, <laughs> so yeah, I'm going to take a break.